you know, making a mistake, trying something new, um, having it fail, learning from that, and then using that to improve. Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, where we are dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And I'm your host, Annette Grant. And we believe running an online business does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. If you are struggling to scaling your sales, Electric Eye is here to help. To apply to work with us, visit electriceye.io slash connect to learn more. And let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to... Uh, wow. I'm just going to screw up this intro and keep it anyway. Uh, honest e-commerce. See, everyone makes mistakes. Uh, <laughs> today's episode, uh, our guest is Mike Potter from Rewind. He had probably the best onboarding form joke I've seen. Uh, he said his name sounded like Harry Potter, but Mike. So I actually really enjoyed that this morning. Uh, welcome to the show, Mike. Yeah, Thanks, Chase. Nice to be here. Awesome. So Mike is the CEO of a fantastic app called Rewind. Um, if you're in the Shopify community, you probably know what it does. It uh, takes amazing backups of your store in case there are any whoopsie doozies and something goes wrong. Um, but we're going to kind of take it back to the beginning. Uh, his his journey with Rewind is pretty fantastic, in my opinion, uh, going from everybody's dream of a side hustle into a full-fledged business. So, so take us back to the beginnings. Uh, what was going on? Yeah, I so my friend uh, James and I had uh, worked together a couple of years ago, and um, you know I just sort of emailed him one day and I said, you know, I really liked working with you, and let's let's try and do something on the side. And you know, one of the ideas I had at that point was to do uh, backups. I'm a big backup guy. You know, I've I've lost my data before. I was one time I was doing a presentation in front of a few hundred people in Chicago, uh, including my boss, and my computer froze on me. Um, which is just a terrifying feeling, uh, and the hard drive was completely gone. So you know, I'm that guy that is backing up at home to two different hard drives, and then backing that data also up into the cloud with two separate systems, just to make sure I don't lose anything, right? Because I've lost stuff in the past. And so I emailed James, and I said, you know, I really liked working with you, and let's work on something that is uh, that's you know backups related. And he said, as anyone would, what should we back up? And I said, let's back up Shopify. And his immediate reaction, which I'm sure is probably not unlike most of your listeners, is why would you need to back up Shopify? Like it's in the cloud. Clearly, you know, if something goes wrong, I mean, that's the point of having cloud services, right? If something goes wrong, um, they can recover your data. And so we did a little bit of investigation and found out, uh, like most people had already known, that if something happens to your individual store, um, Shopify can't help you. You can't call Shopify support and ask them to, you know, undo a change that you've made to your products or undelete something that's been deleted accidentally, um, things like that. And so we started working on it. Yeah, I just wanna I wanna stop you there and just really nail that point home because a lot of our listeners probably don't know. Shopify does not take backups of your store, and if anything goes wrong, you are screwed. Yeah, so we wouldn't say that Shopify doesn't take. So there's backups of Shopify takes backups of all the data, right? And so if something happens to the whole system, they can recover the entire system. Like that's that definitely they're doing. Um, they've just written a blog post on their engineering blog about how they do that. Um, so they definitely have the data that um, they would need to recover it. The, the problem becomes that you know if you're needing them to recover one or two products or a hundred products. Um, it's literally like picking a needle out of a haystack, right? They have hundreds of thousands or billions of products that they're backing up for hundreds of thousands of stores. 
um, they're not going to go into their backup and pull out just the few that you need in order to do that. So Shopify provides what we would call sort of system level backups. They back up their entire system and Rewind provides what we call account level backups, which is backups for just your specific account. Um, and Shopify, by the way, um, is not uh, any different than any other SaaS provider that's out there. So, you know, Big Commerce has the same problem. We also back up QuickBooks and MailChimp. Clavio uh, is on our list of platforms that we back up as well. There are many companies that are backing up Google Docs and Office 365 um, and Salesforce data. So this is this is a, a real industry in terms of SaaS backups. It's not um, it's not something that is uh, that any one of those companies is um, is doing that other people don't do. Absolutely, and and thanks for the clarification uh, on that. I I knew it, but the way I said it was definitely a little more. Uh suggestive of a, of a bad solution. But it, it, it's true. There's just so much data in there. To find your specific stuff would be probably just like, honestly, just straight man hours. Like They'd have to hunt for it. There's no solution to really pull that out. Yeah, exactly. And so that's what we do. And and so we, you know, we started out um, about four years ago. It was June of 2015 when we launched this little uh, project. Like you said, Chase, it's a, started as a side hustle. And so we launched it, um, you know, in the first month, we had about 50 people that installed it. And then next month, we had 60 and then 70. And it, you know, kept growing nicely. Um, when we first started, we didn't charge anything for it. We just wanted to see if there was a real need for backups. And, you know, it turns out there there was. Um, that Christmas, so June, uh, sorry, December of 2015, we had one of our customers lost all of their data. Um, so they had an integration with a with an inventory management system. And that inventory management system was expecting something in their Shopify store um, that wasn't there anymore. And when it found that, it had a little bug that just deleted all of their products. And so you imagine the panic that's going through that customer, right? As as they're just a few weeks before Christmas, the busiest shopping time of the season, they go in, they log into their store, and you know there's no orders coming in. They go to check out their products, and literally all of their products have been deleted. So they did what anybody else would do at that point, where they called Shopify and they said, um, "You know, can you help us out?" And Shopify said, "No, sorry, we can't help you out." And so they called us up, and I remember I was tobogganing with my kids um, in the winter, and you know, they said, "Can you help us?" And we said, "Yep, absolutely." And uh, and so we did. We were able to recover their entire store exactly the way it was before the problem happened. And that was the point where we knew we had um, a business. And so starting in January of 2016, we started charging for the application. Um, and we worked that entire year, again, part-time nights and weekends. Um, we, we ended up recruiting two other uh, friends. So the four of us were working for a year. Um, again, all of us having full-time jobs, part-time nights and weekends. And then later in that year, uh, we finally decided that we had enough monthly recurring revenue where one of us could quit our job. And then uh, the following year, um, the other three of us quit our job. And from there, we've grown the company to over 30 people now. That's amazing. Where are you guys based out of these days? Um, so we're based in Ottawa. We're actually just down the road from Shopify. Um, and the reason we started with Shopify was because when when we first started the business, we thought, let's just build something and and we can go and work for them. You know, I've always said the best way to get a job is to do something that can get noticed, and then you've got an uh, you know you've got an advantage over everybody else. So really, you know, the end goal for us when we first started was just you know, Shopify, um, Shopify will hire us and we can get a job there and we can, and we can work for them. I mean, it's the, the company I think that, um, that most people in Ottawa really want to work for, right. It's growing extremely quickly. It's helping entrepreneurs all over the world. 
um, at least from my standpoint, it was the it's the tech company that I wanted to work for. And so when we first started, you know, all of our technology choices were made to um, to sort of facilitate that. So we took, you know, we built the application on Ruby on Rails, like Shopify did. We used the same database. We thought their data was in AWS, so we put our infrastructure in AWS. Like everything lined up so that if they did want to buy it um, or or at least hire us, we we had experience on all the stuff that they were working on. That's that's fantastic. And seems it's worked out pretty well for us so far. And I, you know, I, I don't think they're they're going to acquire the company at any point anymore. But um, but that was really how we started, and and really all because we're we're in the same city as they are. When was uh, the shift in your in your thought process between trying to get a job to be like, ah, this thing's kind of cool, let's run with it? Yeah, I think you know, sometime in that twenty sixteen. So the you know, and within the first year where we were starting to charge for it, I think my my thinking started to change on it that maybe we had a business. Certainly, when I quit my job and um, and started working full time on it, at that point it was pretty clear. Um, but I I, uh, I I think I knew a few months before then. I'd given my boss a heads up, you know, in in about a year in in June of twenty sixteen. That I'd be quitting, you know, in the next six months, sort of thing, because you, you could see it growing, you could see it, you know, solving real problems that customers were having, um, and and the reviews that we got on the application were were really really positive, you know, that we were really making a difference in um, in the, in their store, in giving them the freedom that they were now able to make changes on their store that they otherwise wouldn't be able to do. Um, that sort of feedback sort of reinforced that, oh man, like we're really onto something here. It's, you know, definitely a disaster recovery tool, but there are people that are using it as a, as a productivity tool as well to, you know, undo changes that they're making, um, bring back products that they're deleting on purpose, um, you know, in case somebody returns something, for instance. Um, so there's definitely a lot of different use cases for the product in addition to just major disaster recovery. And I'd say as we started seeing those reviews, that was when it started saying, oh, you know what, maybe we're onto something here. Like maybe this isn't going to be just a part-time venture. Maybe this can be something bigger. Yeah, that's awesome. So I, I'm going to shift our focus real quick. Uh, there's some. There's a nice little nugget of information here in your onboarding. Uh, so you used to run some stores back in the day. Yeah, a long time ago. You know, it's funny because as as Toby was, you know, starting his snowboard store, um, I had. Uh, uh, I, I had a curling website that I was working on. So I was a big curler when, uh, when I was younger and I created this curling community and, and ran this curling website. Um, and I was trying to sell stuff online and, and I'd ended up importing a whole bunch of gloves, um, from a manufacturer, uh, overseas and I was selling those online. So a lot of the problems that he was experiencing and getting that, um, getting his snowboard store up and running were things that, that I was going through at the same time. Um, and I think it's, it's really interesting how, you know, he was able to take that problem um, and think, you know what, if I'm going through this problem, there's probably many other people that are going through the problem and this really should be a lot easier than it is. And that takes a lot of self-awareness that I think a lot of people don't have. Like I just, I went through that same process as he did and just solved the problem, never really thinking like, oh, there's an opportunity here that if I solve this problem for other people that we could you know, build some software that would that would do all of this. You just sort of said, "Well, this is the way it is." And and Toby had you know a much different approach. Where he said, "This is the way it is," but it could be so much better. But yeah, I was selling um, selling curling gloves um, online for for a few years. That's fantastic. So it's always good to have that 
experience uh, of the pain points that your target market's going to have uh, when you're kind of getting into solving those problems for them? Yeah, it's definitely helped. Um, you know, having having been an online merchant and and, the, and we're over you know we're over ten thousand customers now, and we still um, will email all of our customers when they sign up and ask them if they want to chat with us to get feedback on their store. And you know, when it was just the four of us working full time a few years ago, and I was on the phone, I, I just I loved hearing the stories of how people started their stores and what they were working on, um, how they got into that business. Um, what their success was like. Uh, I just found it so inspiring to be listening to all these people that were, you know, trying to do basically the same thing that we were doing, which was trying to, in a lot of cases, turn a side hustle into uh, into a full time job. Yeah, you got to respect that, and I'm assuming that is going to be a majority of the listeners to this little podcast. So that's definitely a, a story that is repeatable, and I've been talking about it now for almost 40 episodes. It's so you know, it, everybody's got a different approach. And their their history, their experiences are, you know, making them build uh, whatever it is that they're building. And so, you know, like in my case, for instance, you know, my mom and dad were big into curling. Um, I got into curling uh, and and then built a pretty successful community website around it, and then wanted to monetize it. And we've talked to other merchants who are, you know, from uh, from India and and bringing over rugs that are being. Um, that are being manufactured over there or people who have, you know, family businesses that they've run uh, physical stores in small towns that are now starting to move online to expand their market. Like the, the number of stories that you get, I think it's just, everybody's got their own experiences and they're all, you know, they're all trying to take a unique approach or do something different to try and see if they can make it work. And I find that just really, really inspiring to hear all those people um, talk about what they're doing. Absolutely. So let's talk about growing growing the business. You know what I mean? I feel like there's a lot of parallels between apps, between agencies, between e-commerce stores. I mean, it's all just... It's small business and you're going to run through the same pain points. So uh, I guess I got two questions for you back to back. What was like the biggest win that you guys found early on? And then what was the biggest mistake that you guys made and learned from? Uh, the biggest win we had early on... I think the biggest... I assume by that, you mean like what did we do uh, that we felt was sort of most um, productive for us mm-hmm. that helped us grow the most. Yep. I think the you know the biggest thing that we did was we emailed every customer after they installed, uh, and I did. I, I, it looked like a personal email. It was actually being sent from Intercom, but it wasn't you know an HTML email. We formatted it to make it look like it was being sent um, from Apple Mail or from Outlook. So when people got it, um, they thought it was a personal email and the responses did come to me. Like I saw every response that came in there and we wanted to talk to them and understand more about their business and more about their needs. And that was, I was on a lot of calls where people told me, you know what, no one, I've installed a lot of applications before. No one's ever asked me to do this. No one's ever asked me to to just get on a phone call and, and learn about my business. And I found that really surprising to be honest with you because i think the best way to uh, learn about what to do in your business is to talk to your customers and it's really not rocket science but there's so many people that just don't do that and so it was a no-brainer for us what i had you know been taught as a product manager um was that you always wanted to talk to your customers so it was sort of natural for me to be the first email that they got was a thanks for installing you know, I'd love to hop on a 15-minute call and learn more about your business and how we might be able to help you and what other problems we might be able to solve. And out of that, out of those discussions, we ended up building another product for Shopify called Replay, which allows you to copy or clone a store. 
So if you're running, you know, a store for multiple currencies or multiple languages, um, you can copy all the content from one store and copy it into another store. And it does, you know, things like, you know, if you're doing multiple currencies, for instance, it'll ignore price changes. So you can copy the images and the titles and the description. But if you, you, it'll ignore the price when you change something, for instance. And all of that, that entire product, um, which represents now probably about 10% of our overall revenue came from those conversations with customers of hearing like, Oh, you know, I wanted to uh, back up from one store and restore into another one. Then we start to ask people, you know, why do you want to do that? What's the use case around that? And, and learning about, you know, Oh, well, we're, we're running in multiple currencies. We have a U.S. store and a Canadian store or a European store um, and, the, and an American store um, or running in multiple languages. So I think that that's the biggest win is, is just really talking to your customers um, making sure that m- making sure that you're getting their feedback and you're understanding what their problems are that they're trying to solve. Um, it's it really is honestly in a lot of cases the easiest thing to do, but that that feedback loop um, is really really important. You know, we've seen some things from merchants that we've seen do. Um, you know, you have cards in there. Maybe when you're putting in the uh, uh, putting into the, into the shipment, you put a little card that says you know ask for a review or something like that. Or you can get some feedback from the customer, or even maybe even offer to get on a phone call with them and learn about you know why they picked your product and why they ended up buying it, how they selected it. We learned really early on, for instance, one of the questions that we always asked people was, if you didn't know about the product, how would you how would you find it? Right? Like, so if you were just looking for this, and out of that, you get you know the exact search terms that they're putting into Google, uh, or in our case, and as well as the Shopify App Store. And you can do things that optimize um, for showing up high on those results. There's tons of learning that you get just talking to customers. Support for our podcast comes from our friends at Simpler, a new way to staff 24-7 sales and customer service on your e-commerce store. It works with your existing email and chat platforms. So setup is quick and easy. Simpler's network of on-demand US-based Simpler specialists are standing by to answer your customers' most common questions. Set it up for free today and then turn it on or off depending on your customer volume. You only pay $2.25 for every resolution. No hidden fees, contracts, or minimums. Close more sales with Simpler by staffing your email and live chat around the clock with Simpler Specialist. Start your free 7-day trial at simpler.ai slash honest. That's S-I-M-P-L-R dot A-I slash honest. And then what was your second question, Chase? It was the complete opposite. What was the, the biggest uh, mistake that you guys learned from? The biggest mistake, I think... Hmm, that's a good question. What have we learned? I mean, so we've learned so many things. I think the, the biggest mistake we made um, early on... I mean, certainly the technology that we've chosen to run uh, Rewind has changed a lot. Um, the initial version that we built didn't actually work. Um, I mean, it, it worked in that it backed up the data, but it was very, very hard to scale it up. Um, and so we it, early on, we had to delete all the backups um, two or three times uh, before we got to something that would work. Um, but early on, um, the, the product just didn't, didn't scale out. Um, so that was certainly you know, one of the larger, larger mistakes that we made. It was very stressful having to wipe out somebody's backup. Um, you know, on the plus side, like I said, when we were first going, we weren't charging anybody for it. So we felt like we had the permission in some ways to, to build a, a product that was kind of in beta because we weren't charging customers. And, and now that we charge customers, we have obviously much, much higher standards in terms of what we need to 
um, maintain. Um, that's probably the biggest mistake that we that we made. I think anytime you know you make a mistake, we've got a philosophy here in the company that is, as long as you're learning, mistakes are are not bad. We accept mistakes from from all of our employees, and quite frankly, we're quite happy when they're making them because it means that they're trying something um, new. They're trying something that might not succeed. And so we've never uh, we've so we've tried to develop a culture here that is very accepting of people making mistakes, um, not of people making the same mistake over and over again, but certainly you know making a mistake, trying something new, um, having it fail, learning from that, and then using that to improve. I think has been something that has really helped the company grow. I think the fact that you guys took all that work that you put into the MVP of the product, hours, countless hours of work to make this thing work and then realized, well, this doesn't work. Let's try again and tossing it out. You know, that takes that takes a really awesome, you know, gust. Like you know it's going to work. We're going to make it work. We're going to try again. Uh, but you know, I feel like some people would put a lot of work into something and it fails and then they just give up. You know, that's not the way to do it if you want to succeed as an entrepreneur. You got to understand that you're going to make mistakes and you got to fail fast, learn from it and keep going. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Right? Is is how quickly can you how quickly can you learn is is a big thing. Like one of the things that we've done at Rewind, one of the choices that we've made is that we haven't built the backup solution just for Shopify Plus merchants, for instance. Right? We've built a solution that works for the largest plus merchants, and and we have them using the platform, and the smallest merchants who have literally zero orders, and that decision to work uh, across the entire merchant base at Shopify, I think, has really helped us because when you get thousands or tens of thousands of merchants using your service, it allows you to learn a lot faster than just having hundreds or dozens of merchants. And it's really that that velocity, that speed of learning that, especially early on, I think is really, really critical um, and getting that feedback and continuing to improve. Um, it's funny you mentioned that. You know, I never really thought about whether we would just give up after the first product didn't work. I mean, we knew we knew we had a problem that we were solving that that was really valuable to customers. Um, it was never really an option for us to to just say, "Oh, this isn't working. We'll have to quit," and um, and we can't overcome it. Um, but I can totally understand your point of some some people might see that and say, "Oh, yeah, like this is obviously impossible. People, this can't be done." No, I just think that. It's just a mindset and you got to get into it. Uh, it's funny. I was just in the mountains and driving through Denver uh, and like I was at a conference like up in Breckenridge and I was coming back and like someone was just talking about overcoming obstacles. And I, it like dawned on me. I was like, somebody had an idea. It's like, I'm going to build a road through those mountains. And how many people were probably like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You're not doing that. But you know, lo and behold, you can take 70 all the way through the mountains now. It's it's nuts. You know, I mean, that probably was one of the biggest obstacles in the world back then. I think there's a lot and there's tons of examples, right? I mean, I go back, I think FedEx is a great example of a company that um that most people thought wouldn't succeed. Like it, I'm pretty sure it's FedEx where the CEO or the founder of FedEx um wrote his uh, master's thesis on FedEx, like the idea of the company. And, uh, and his professor said, yeah, that, that company's never going to work. And even when it first launched, you know, they had four planes. And I think on the first day, they put six packages on four planes. I mean, you could totally look at that situation and think, this is crazy. Like, I've got all the feedback in the world that this is not going to work. And on my first day, I'm, I'm literally putting one package on an entire airplane. And yet, you know, 
continue to to stay at it, continue to stay at it. I'm, I'm, I'm also pretty sure at one point they had to go to Vegas and he said, okay, if I, if it hits red, I can make payroll. Um, and if it hits black, then the company's done. So, but I've heard that about FedEx as well. Um, you know, and we've seen sort of a, a similar thing with Rewind where um, there are definitely times where you have to overcome like major, major obstacles and, and just stick with it um, and determine, okay, are we going to move forward here? Or are we going to, are we going to give up? And yeah, you just got to keep going and, and solve the problems that you've got in front of you. And if you can just get your business growing a little bit every month, um, then you start to get some momentum and, and, and can push forward. Absolutely. So uh, before we wrap up here, I know that you... Um, one, you guys have put out an amazing piece of content that's going to be really timely for everyone listening to this about Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Can you share a little more information about that? Yeah. So we've written um, a guide on Black Friday, Cyber Monday that um, you can go and uh, and download. So it's at rewind.io slash bfcm-2019. Um, it's just an ebook that we've done uh, to help companies prepare for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So we've written it in combination with Shogun and ShipStation. Talks about some things that um, you know that we recommend companies do and that they recommend companies do in order to get ready for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And so uh, that ebook is a is a free download. We've also done something new this year um, where we've made Rewind uh, absolutely free. So we're doing a one-time backup. Call it Rewind One Time. Um, and it'll do a one-time backup of your store uh, so that if something does happen on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, or, or in the holiday period, um, you've at least got a backup that you can recover from, right? So we mentioned earlier that most people don't know that, um, that either Shopify or BigCommerce um, don't provide uh, account-level backups. And so this is giving uh, any store owner, um, any store owner, the ability to run a backup of all their products. And so if you're uh, in that same situation that our customer was in where the an integration ended up taking down their store, you've at least got a backup that you can recover from. Um, and it'll bring back all of the, all of the products, all the images, um, the categories and collections and exactly the way it was before that problem happened. Um, so people can get that at rewind.io slash free. That's a fantastic offer. I didn't even know about that. So, uh, that thank you so much for sharing that with everybody. Yeah. It's something that we've decided to do, um, because we really believe that everybody should have their store protected, right? I mean, the last thing we want to do is is put anything at risk going into Black Friday, Cyber Monday. It's the time of the year where, you know, in, in a lot of cases, merchants are making, you know, 50, 60, 70% of their revenue over that holiday period, sometimes more. And we really wanted to make sure that we could help them and make sure that their store was protected in in the real, the crucial time for them. And, uh, and so obviously, you know, one of the, one of the ways that we can do that is to provide that backup, you know, our, our paid plans will, will keep your backups up to date. Um, but the free version at least has something where if something does happen over that period of time, um, you'd be able to go back to that version that, um, that you've saved that backup that you've got from when you installed the product. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Mike. Is there anything else that you want to share with our audience before we go? I think the main thing that I'd like to just reinforce, right, is everybody's out there hustling, um, trying to get their products working, um, really stick with it. Um, but also, I think you need to take a, a good look at the business and, and whether it will actually work or not, right? Sometimes you've got um, a good idea that is not going anywhere. And, and James and I actually were working on something before Rewind that was in that state where we were trying something out and it just wasn't going anywhere. 
And we still think it's a good idea, but it's not necessarily a good business. And so if you're out there and you're working on your store and you're not getting any sales, um, don't give up, but also don't continue to, um, to always make that same mistake. Be, see, see about maybe if there's another thing that you can be selling or something else that you can do um, to get it working. And you can always come back to the idea just because you know an idea gets, um, gets a little traction at one time does not mean that you can't go back to it after you get traction um, in, in something else. And so you're always needing to, I think, just find that one thing that's working. And and once you find the thing that's working, um, you you really will know that it's working. It'll be so much easier um, to find customers um, and to get customers than it was when you were trying to hustle and and slave over getting them. Right? They'll just they'll start coming in, and you'll know that you're onto something. So definitely don't give up, um, but also take a good look at see whether or not what it is that you're working on is um, is really truly going to work or if there's another idea that you might want to test out. Awesome. Thank you so much. This was a great episode. I uh, look forward to seeing you next year. Uh, I'm sure I'll see you at night again. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Chase. It was fun. Take care. We can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing the truth. Links and more will be available in the show notes. If you found any actionable advice in this podcast that you'd like to apply to your business, please reach out at electriceye.io slash connect. Please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice. 